Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Welcome to the podcast of Church Planter Coaching. And I've got two of the best guys I know that, about coaching, that knows about coaching and that coaches church planters, and it's Jamie Lomato. Uh, and he's a church planter from Norfolk, Virginia, mm-hmm. and Alathia Church, and Eddie Hancock, who is a pastor uh, in Caldwell, Idaho. And so uh, some of you who might have been into some of our coaching events, you've, you've met these men, and uh, they've helped you. And so we're going to talk today on the podcast about the coaching basics. So the question is, uh, I'm brand new at coaching. And uh, where do I start? Because I hear about all these skills and I'm a little bit nervous. I'm pretty good at some things, but I'm not sure I'm really good at this. So we're going to talk about the basics. And uh, Jamie, talk to me a little bit about the basics and how important are they? Oh, man, they're incredibly important. And I think those basics, if we were to define them, would be really three simple things. It's listen, care, and encourage. And if you can focus on those two things... We always say, like, you're, you're 75% of the way there. And so if you'll focus on the idea of let me listen to what this individual is saying that I'm talking to um, and even seek to shape some questions off the words that they're saying so I know that I'm actively listening, I think that's a really key step in moving forward in the basics of coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's actually valuing the person that you're coaching. It's They're the ones who are the expert on their life, and we're just there to help draw out what God has already poured in through many different sources. So we listen to where they're at and then ask questions to increase their awareness and move them forward. It's yeah. just a key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and I've worked with leaders on, on a lot of different contexts for coaching, but church planting probably the, the primary context. But what I've noticed about leaders is usually they're the least listened to people in the room. Mm. They're always doing the talking, but they're not being heard. And most of the time they're caring and listening. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a, it's awkward at first, mm-hmm. when a leader, a pastor, a church planter is in a relationship and suddenly the person he's in a relationship with is really listening to him. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, Jamie, from a recipient's perspective. What does it feel like to be listened to? Oh, it's awkward at first, I think. I think because we're so used to, as leaders, filling the space with our with our words. Mm-hmm. And, and now we know someone is listening to those words and they're seeking to help us move from where we are to where God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an awkward space to be in sometimes. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, you know, when it, not only is it awkward, but gosh, it is valued when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. We've had people that literally have said after, you know, a day together, gosh, this is the first time that anybody really has listened to me at this at this level. Uh, so, yes, absolutely incredible. It's life-changing for many people. Well, one of the really neat byproducts of being listened to is if that person who listens to you also prays for you, they pray on a whole different depth because mm-hmm. they know a little bit more into your soul. We talk about mm-hmm. the inner life of the leader. They've seen into my inner life, and now they're actually praying with more insight mm-hmm. uh, to the Father about mm-hmm. what, what they see me needing. So it's it's incredibly encouraging, mm-hmm. and, and all of us— need to be better listeners. Mm-hmm. We know that. But as as you coach more, you learn how to listen well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, so listening is one. So we really talk about three basics mm-hmm. we want people to start. And, mm-hmm. and they really are more of a focus than a, hey, I have to be trained in these three basics. When you hear them all three, listening is, for example, it's something you have to do every day. Your mm-hmm. wife, your kids, people in your church, you need to do it. She wants you to take it to a new level. 
So the second of the basics is caring. Mm -hmm. Again, pastor shepherd types. Mm -hmm. We're trying to teach people to care and we're trying to care. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it truly is trying to care, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, talk about that, Eddie, a little bit on the caring side. How does a, what is a caring coach like? My, you know how we, we know people love us, but all too often they love us from a distance, you know, especially in our world where, you know, we are professionals, we're pastors working together. Daniel, you mentioned earlier praying. Yeah. Um, when you're coaching, when you're listening, uh, what I found for me is that I, I don't have to ask somebody anymore what I need to, pr- how I could pray for them because I've heard them, and they've told me in that conversation how I can pray for them. So I, I would say, hey, here's how I'll pray for you. Now I don't. It's not that I don't ask how I can pray for you. I do, but now I know who they are, and I know about their life. I know what's happening because they have had an opportunity to tell me what's going on. So one way that I care is by praying for what I've heard, and I pray for what they've told me, and I pray for them out loud. Hey, I'll pray for you about this. Really, you listened. Yeah. That's one key way that people, that, that I think that coaches care. Yeah, right? and I think that's where you start to see where these start to depend upon one another, because mm-hmm. you won't be able to be ready to pray for that person by what you've heard if you haven't listened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, like Eddie's saying, he... He hears that person talking through the issues that they're having in their life, both good and bad, things they can celebrate as well as talking about the challenges that they're experiencing. And so he, that person is cluing you in on how it is that you can pray for them, how you can care for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that we've learned is that, you know, coaching is not just a one-time conversation. There usually are more. It's sequential. There are more than one. Mm-hmm. You, and it's so powerful to, to coach your, your planter again and say, hey, listen, I wanted to let you know I've been praying for this. And you actually remember what they yeah. said. Amazing. And it might have been two weeks or a month. And one of the most caring things I think anybody can do is to actually value somebody enough to remember what they've said. Mm-hmm. Remember their names. Like, Dino, you've been talking a lot. What is your wife's name? What are your kids' names? And then when we see each other maybe six months, a month, two weeks later, we're saying, hey, how's your, and call your wife by name. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. We're mm-hmm. friends now. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I get tired of just saying my wife. Uh, my wife has a name, and I'm really good friends with people who know my wife's name. And I know Terry, and I know Jessica by, yeah. by name. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time with either one of them, a little bit more time with Terry. You guys know Yvette. You know who she is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. suddenly, we're in a different level of community. There's a different level of caring. So we don't have to reintroduce this stranger in our lives called our wives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that Jamie? I like some of the things you do uh, uh, and that you encourage on the caring end about connecting between coaching conversations. Mm-hmm. And and coaching really is a relationship. Sometimes we step back and say this is a business thing, and all we do is work, 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 and it's this uh, action, action, action. But uh, uh, for for us, coaching is a relationship mm-hmm. that's ongoing. How do you stay connected with your planters beyond the beyond the conversation? Yeah, I think it's it's taking note of the things that are going on in their life and. Then and uh, remembering to either send them a text message or an email and a follow-up question. It isn't a full conversation, um, but this was modeled for me early on, even when I had a peer coach. Right. Uh, my peer coach, Josh Turner, both he and I were going through some very difficult things when we were peer coaching each other. And uh, he said that he said to me, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text you and pray for you in the midst of what you're going through. And, and he did. He followed through with that. And so I'm walking into an elders meeting in my church, you know, on a Tuesday night. And, uh, and he says, hey, he sends me a text. Hey, 
uh, we talked about your elders meeting a week ago, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I'm praying yeah. for you. Yeah, that's so, a story. Yeah, yeah, and so I've had that modeled for me, and so for me, I try to do the same thing. If they give me a specific win, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be doing something. Yeah. You know, hey, my daughter has her recital or something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna text them and say, hey, I remembered you, and I'm praying for you in this moment. And it's those types of touches that help us to care for the planters that God's called us to come mm-hmm. alongside. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And and when we think about the coaching relationship, and and, and coaching is an expectation of a, of a sin city. A church planter, a Nam Sin City church planter, that that's a part of the expectations, the requirements. So, so we miss the part of, of where the value comes in of having someone a little bit outside your context. He's not your boss. Mm-hmm. He's not your mentor. Sometimes not even your sending church pastor because those roles uh, have multiple functions in your life. Mm-hmm. We are training coaches that this is their only role in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little safer there for you to process and to be cared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not we're not caring for you because we're trying to see what you're producing. We're caring for you because we care for your soul. Now all those other roles care as well, mm-hmm. but this is this is another layer of care for you that's unique. Mm-hmm. Eddie, talk about encouragement, because encouragement is also a deficit at times in, in the lives of leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen leaders are either discouraged or encouraged, mm-hmm. but I've found them to be more discouraged and encouraged because they have such a high bar. So tell me about the encouraging coach. So we said listening first, mm-hmm. caring. Now we're talking about encouraging. Talk about that. You know, kind of the core for, for encouraging to me came through the process itself. Um, there are a couple of things that all came together. One was that passage of scripture where it says it's God who works within you to will and to do his good pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really stopped me up short early on in my coaching experience when I felt God asking me, so Ed, do you really believe that I'm working in the lives of the people, of my people? Mm-hmm. Do you really believe that I'm working and I'm leading in the lives of the planters that I've called to do the work that they're doing? And it, it wasn't that I could say no to that because I really believe that. But how did I practice that? Yeah. And so when I'm coaching somebody, it is from the basis, it is, it is, I'm confident that God is doing in them what he wants to do and that he, that he is making them what they, what he wants them to be. And they're becoming what he wants them to be. It's absolute confidence in God. And so when I'm asking them and affirming them and the encouragement is, gosh, you're really pursuing God's will for your life in a powerful way. And you're seeing it and I'm seeing it and we're celebrating that. Yeah. It's just strong. It's, it's, a, it's a strong faith or a belief foundation for coaching. And that's tremendously encouraging. Somebody said to me recently, somebody I was coaching, he stopped in the middle of the conversation and he said, you know, Ed, he says, I've got this. I said, mm. I know you do. And there was that aha moment. It's like, oh, I've got this. Yeah, you do. It's good. You know, it was really strong, encouraging. Great story. Jamie, you talk about something and something that you're very passionate about, but you say leaders are pathologically disappointed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Oh, yeah. I think so often we see the challenges that are facing us, but also we see the objectives that we want to move forward on. And there's a gap between uh, the, what we, we see God doing and what we want to see done sometimes. And so because of that, we tend to think about the things that aren't right rather than the things that God is doing. And, you know, all the time I go back to the narrative of, of uh, Moses and Jethro in Exodus chapter 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, it strikes me every time I go look at that passage, uh, all the things that Moses had seen and heard God do up to that point. 
You know, he had, uh, you know, floated down the river in a in a basket, you know, by faith and was brought into the king's palace. And he was raised with the greatest education. He goes out into the wilderness because of his own poor decisions. He hears and sees the very voice of God in a burning bush. He uh, goes and sees a whole people group set free from bondage and only to get to the Red Sea and see God open that Red Sea and part it. He sees God provide manna from heaven and light and uh, cloud by day to follow. And and then we find him disappointed. Mm. And so he had seen God do so much. And I think that's the, the reality of a church planter and a leader is they see God do some amazing things. They get to sit on the front row of seeing mm. God save people and change people's lives. Mm. Yeah. And then yet they find themselves disappointed. Yeah, mm. very much so. I, I think about the the vision that God puts in, in the heart of a church planner and this incredible spiritual uh, birthing process. But that same vision can have another side. Mm-hmm. The vision is so large that the results seldom match the vision. In fact, they shouldn't because the vision's bigger. Mm-hmm. But being able to balance that out on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's like looking, looking a, a, a among the congregation on, on Sunday morning, and, and there's more people there than has ever been there, but you're concerned that the 12 people who promised you they were going to be there are not mm-hmm. there. Right. And you're wondering, or the person you may have led to Christ in the last week mm-hmm. that you felt was going to be the next great story. Well, it's this Sunday. Hey, it's just a Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. The process of sanctification is just taking root. Mm-hmm. It's just a Sunday, uh, but he's not there. And you're like, man, this day was terrible. Mm-hmm. And so that's the nature of a leader. We want to wrap up, and we're talking about three basics, listen, care, and courage. I remember many times telling new coaches in local churches uh, uh, a, a, as well as church planner coaches who were really anxious about their skills. I say it comes down to three things. Start here. Listen, care, and courage. Okay, this is the lightning round. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to set you guys up because mm-hmm. I know you're up for it. Mm-hmm. And I want to get one tip, concise action tip uh, in, in these things, and even maybe from your own experience, mm-hmm. would say, here's what would help someone be a better listener, starting with listen. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I'm giving you just a second. Ready, go. Yeah, I would say take notes. Take notes. Um, you know, early on, uh, I depended upon my memory to remember all that they said in that conversation. And the moment when I started to take notes, it changed my listening. Very good. Eddie? Choose words. Listen for words that they're saying. It'll help you focus and it'll quiet your mind so you're not thinking about what you're going to say. You're really paying attention to what they're saying. Very good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would add in, my, mine would be choose a good environment to coach from. Mm-hmm. You can't coach on a busy street. It doesn't oh, work my. well. It's hard really to listen. Okay, number two, uh, care. Uh, ready, go. Jamie? Yeah, I would say what I said earlier, which is uh, stay in contact with them in between your conversations, uh, reminding them that you're praying for them and that you're expecting to hear great things from God, what he does through them. Great. Uh, pray. Yeah, yeah. When something comes up that needs to be prayed for, which is very common, pray. Just do it. Very good. I'm over here sweating because I'm afraid you're going to take mine, and you didn't, so thank you. Remember the names of the family members. Yes. Uh-huh. Write them down. Cheat any way that you can, but never ask your planter again how his wife is. Ask yes. how Terry's doing. Ask mm-hmm. how Jessica's doing. Ask how Yvette's doing. Number three, encourage. It's the lightning round. I'm starting with you first, Eddie, so I'm giving you a chance. Yeah, I've got to go back to remember again. There's nothing that's more encouraging to me that, than somebody who knows, who, who cares for me enough to remember our last conversation. Yeah, very good. I think affirming completed steps. And mm-hmm. so you can encourage them 
uh, by saying, you know, it's it's amazing. I know this was difficult for you. I know this was a challenge, but look look what you've been able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. I'm going to throw the last one in. And social media makes this a great era. Look at the website. Mm-hmm. Look at the Twitter feed. Look at what that church planter is producing on those levels, because he probably mm-hmm. is, to find things to celebrate for him. You're kind of overlooking, not to supervise, but you're looking for things to celebrate that he might be missing himself. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. That lightning round gave three tips oh under each, and we're going to wrap it all up. And uh, next podcast, we're going to actually go beyond the basics, and we're going to talk about, okay, so maybe I'm doing okay on Listen, Care, and Courage. I need to know more. If you would like more resources on coaching, if you'll go to the show notes, you'll find out how to get a free ebook on the Sin Network coaching site and some other articles that might help you become a great coach. Until next time, keep coaching. You've been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.